Oh, there's a listen to Lori Anthony? Yes. <laughs> Thursday. Listen. Listen. Hey, listen to this. Are you listening to me? Why aren't you listening? Are you hearing me? Listen up. Listen. It's time for you to listen to Lori Ann. What she has to say might not change your life, but it might. Do you have a passion for something? Do you get super excited that you get to do something? Well, how did that happen? How did you find your passion or your spark? And what exactly does that mean? Well, your spark is the one thing or many things that ignite the passion within you. How do you find what ignites you? Finding your spark means you found your thing, that thing that drives you and guides you, that special thing that others think of when they think of you. We all have a spark, but many of us don't know what it is or struggle to define it. Sparks are self-discovered and self-identified. They come from deep within and provide energy, joy, purpose, and direction in your life. Examples of sparks may include music, art, and sports, your skills or your talents. There's different levels of sparks. Some people need a spark just to want to keep breathing, and others burn so hot it's like you started a fire in the fireplace and forgot to tend to it, and it burns the house down. It's nice to find your spark or your passion, but you also have to make sure that you're not leaving a path of destruction in your wake. Tend to your passion, but also make sure that your fire is not burning those around you. Tend to your spark, because you want the fire inside to keep you warm, not burn you alive. I had no idea about sparks until I was part of Campfire. That's a youth-based organization that teaches children leadership skills. Campfire is an amazing organization, one that I was honored to be part of for many years and president for a year of the local Sunshine chapter here in Lakeland. The Campfire promise goes something like this. Our promise, young people want to shape the world. Campfire provides the opportunity to find their spark, lift their voice, and discover who they are. In Campfire, it begins now. I found my spark early in life when I was about four years old, and I decided at that point I wanted to be a lawyer. I have since discovered that you can have a bunch of sparks. I found dance, and it sparked a passion in me so much so that I even teach others to love dance as much as I do. I found this radio show, and it sparked me to be the person I am today. I found Campfire, and then at that time, the executive director, Holly Lane. And she believed in me so much that she ignited a spark in me to be a leader and to love service to others. My best friend Heather did the same thing for me. Because of the two of them, I led Campfire as well as the Lakeland Downtown Chapter of the American Businesswomen Association. I would have never thought I could do so much without Holly and Heather's undying belief in me. To them, I am forever grateful. I would have never left Campfire if Holly had not passed away. And it was just never the same after that. And I was angry at her because she had let her health go. And because she was too busy helping the kids in the organization, she just wasn't paying attention. And by the time she went to the doctor, it was too late. She never told us until after that. And it hurt so much. I spoke in depth with her about her situation and helped her with some of her estate planning because she knew, or at least I think she knew. I didn't want to believe it was the end. And I begged her to be her own advocate or let me do it for her and find quicker, better treatment options. But I think she knew and had already come to terms with it all. I loved her dearly, and I just could not keep on going in that building when she had passed away. It was just too hard. COVID made it harder, too. I just couldn't do it anymore. My spark was slowly fading out, and I had to do something. And so I found an opportunity for service in a different direction, and a new spark was born. That spark had been slowly building in just cares, and now it had morphed into an inferno. Sometimes your spark just ignites unexpectedly, and sometimes you really have to hunt for it. 
it's good to have passion, a spark that ignites your actions, but you also don't want your passion to become an obsession to the detriment of yourself and others. All things in moderation, they say, and there's a good reason for that saying. Find your balance. Be mindful that you're not so laser focused on what you want that you end up putting your health in jeopardy. For example, you may love to drive your car. You spend hours driving it. It's great. But if you don't stop driving sometimes and give that car regular maintenance, changing the tires, keeping it fueled up, well, that car, it's going to stop running. So if you take the time to care for it, you'll be able to enjoy the ride for a long time. My hope for you is to find your spark and keep it burning bright. And you will find your passion. That's all I've got for now. I'm Lorianne. Thanks for listening. That's it for this edition of Listen to Lorianne. Don't forget to tune in next time. You better listen to Lorianne. 816-682-1430 is the phone number. Call us 682-1430. What is your spark? How did you find it? 682-1430. Nick has a spark. I do. I yeah. don't think I do. Your trivia. Yeah, I mean, it's fun. It's a job. You're not passionate about it? Um, Are you passionate about It's not about necessarily anything? something that I'm passionate about. It's something that I that I that is, that is fun. Um, Do you have a passion? Um, probably. Do you know what it is? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I have a lot of things that I enjoy doing, yeah. but um, those things also need to make me money. So you have a passion for making or money, or just as a <laughs> a money pit you know so it's uh and, and if you deal with the money pit long enough it becomes very mm. difficult and mm. wearing mm. so if you're i guess if you're lucky enough to have something that you enjoy that you also can make uh an income on that's also really nice well, what do they say they do what say, you love and you'll never work a day in your life i don't that's think right. that's true at all no? i think if you if you love something you work extremely hard to keep that, but oh, that's yeah, not. I, but that's not the sentiment of it. The sentiment. Yeah, is, but I, I think the sentiment doesn't wrong. feel like work to you because <laughs> no, no, no. It doesn't feel I like think, work because you love it so much. Yeah, but I think that's incorrect. I don't think that's accurate at all. Well, are you saying that no one can feel that way? It, I don't think that's, that's really the right sentiment, though, because like Why I it? have never met anybody who loves doing their job so much that it doesn't feel like it's work. Yeah, I like, think it's it's like if it's something that you love doing you're going to work even harder for it. And it's going to feel like work. And it's going to be hard. And it's going to be difficult. Because you love it so much, you continue to do that thing. Yeah, I think sometimes it's, it starts out if, like fun, but then it I mean, turns that, into that, work. That is your you know? perspective to see it that way. But somebody... Well, because uh, I, everything I, I know that I some do. People, I know some people who live their life like that, who love their oh. job so much, it doesn't feel like work to them. It, well, I and, 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 well they, and, and every day they wake up and say, I can't believe that I get paid to do this. Well, you can still say that. Uh, you know, Absolutely. Yeah. You can still not, be like, this is awesome that I get paid for doing this But it doesn't feel like work to them. And, and they're allowed to feel that way. I just way. don't think right now that's as, that's as common as it uh, used Good morning. You're on Polk County Live. Who's this? This is Eileen. Hello, Eileen. Hey, Eileen. Hi. Okay. My passion is making Christmas ornaments. Aw. I get them out to all of my friends. That's awesome. And I start early in the year because they're all sequenced and they go into foam. And it starts like in June. 
because, well, yeah, I have to have something on my thumb because it, I'm left-handed. So pushing those needles into the um, styrofoam can really blister up your thumb. Yeah. So I make all kinds of ornaments, um, bells and angels and just everything. And then I give them out to all my friends. And I want to talk to you about my friend with Alzheimer's. He has really taken a downturn. Oh, sorry to hear that. Yes. And he's probably, he's going to meet with the neurologist in December. Mm. So um, he's probably going to go into a home. Oh, wow. Sorry. Yeah. Well, it is what it is. I mean, his son can't take care of him anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So, but anyway... That is my passion. Well, that's great. That's fantastic. Yes, and I love doing it, and everybody loves receiving them. I bet. And that is my passion. And my passion also is working in my yard. Oh, I passionately hate working in my yard. (laughs) Especially in the summer. (laughs) Especially in the summer when it's hot. Yeah, can that be a passion? I I never look forward to it. (laughs) It's like it's nice when I'm doing it, but I don't like looking for it. Well, you know, if you love it so much, Ellie, you can come take care of mine as well. Yeah. Don't you have flowers in your yard? I do. I have three. I have I have flowers. <laughs> I, I have vegetables. I have fruit. Yeah. Well, no. I'm talking about, like, lilies and... Yeah, I got yeah, three. There's flowers. Yeah. I have three of them. I think right now. I have Maybe three. different tomorrow. Who I have sesames. What's yeah, what? Sesame, like sesame. I grow sesame leaves, and I have sesame. That's where the sesame seeds come from. Yesterday, I had okay. three red well, flowers. I'm, I'm talking about roses. Do you have roses? No, I don't have roses. Roses are hard. No. They have thorns. Yeah. Yes, that's why I you put them everywhere. Dangerous. I have one that is six foot. Wow. Wow. Yes. It is growing so tall, and it is beautiful. I bet. Wow. And I have a bunch of hibiscus, oh, I like hibiscus. Mm-hmm. and just all kinds of plants. Oh, yeah. That's now, what I got. Can I, got... I tell you, you have hibiscus. Tell you real quickly about one of my so-called neighbors? <laughs> um, what, what does it have to do with their finding your spark, Lord? Uh... Lorianne, you're gonna call me Lorianne. You're gonna call no. her Lorianne. No, I was, I was, I was trying to call you because it looked like you had passed out. So no, yeah. <laughs> fine. I'm sitting here listening intently. Uh. All right, let me tell you this story real quick. Okay, real quick. Okay. All right, she was sitting on a wooden chair. Okay, and she was rather large. Uh huh. She broke the wooden chair. Oh no! She had splinters. In her rear end, <laughs> she had to go to the emergency room. <laughs> How embarrassing for her, the poor thing. That's uh, not, not a good scene. She weighed over 300 pounds. Oh, how my many, goodness. How many pieces did the chair break into to give her splinters? <laughs> well, you know, wood splinters when it breaks. Ouch. 
Ouch. Ouch. Ouch. Yeah, but if you're <laughs> sitting on it, it should break away I, from you. Oh, Eileen, Eileen, thank you very thank much you for, for that visual. Yes, um, I'm thank going you. to uh, have to wash oh. my eyes out with soap now. Oh. Uh, she had to. Oh. Her husband oh, had to rub cream <laughs> on <laughs> Oh, no. Wow. For better or for worse, hey. till death do us part. Thank God she had him. Eileen's chair-breaking friend's going to call her later Eileen, and be like, why you. are you talking about me? <laughs> love you, Eileen. Have a good day. Thank you, Eileen. Uh, Hello? We appreciate that. Did we lose you? You're still there? Oh, no. Man. Oh, I think we lost her. Oh, no. Oh, no. That was a Eileen's, great story. Eileen's that made me feel a lot quick, better this morning. Oh, Eileen's super quick story of the day. Oh, my gosh. That was hilarious. Oh, like goodness. To, uh, that like poor woman. I feel so bad. Yeah. I feel so I've broken a chair, and that's embarrassing. But it wasn't wood. It was plastic. And it was already damaged when I sat I, on it, apparently. I had a chair break when I sat down in it one time, yeah. but I think it was already on its way it to, was be, on its way to out. being broken. Oh, yeah. my God. Uh, it was one of those, uh, it was like a lawn chair with the fabric as a seat in the yeah, back. Yeah, and, and the fabric and, and, and gave the, out. The, 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 no, the fabric didn't give out. Oh. The, the, the metal tubing did. Oh, jeez. I, I, I think it was already well, like bent a little bit. It had to be. Had to be. Well, be careful. Nowadays when there's like bars and stuff that have like seating outside and they're plastic chairs and stuff. Yes. Be careful be because careful. they do sit outside in the sun and the weather yeah. and, and they, they do wear. wear out. So if you do break a chair, don't always think it's you. Good morning. You're on Polk County Live. Who's this? I'm still here. Oh, okay. Hey. Sorry. There she is. All right. All right. Yeah, we were just saying bye anyway because uh, we're actually running late on this segment. Okay. Thank All you right. for the story, Thank Eileen. Thank you, Eileen. Uh, uh, that was a it was great. chuckler. Okay. That poor woman. For so many reasons. Uh. <laughs> oh, Mr. Match and being over 300 pounds wow. and having Leonard's in your rear end. No, oh, yeah. I no, can't even you. imagine. Uh, have a good day, Eileen. <laughs> bye. All right. Uh, it's Polk County Live. It's Talk Radio 96.7. Listen to Lorianne be posted up on our uh, Facebook page, the link to our podcast, so you can hear it again if you uh, want to, or if you missed it, if you're just tuning in, it's right there. Find your passion. I have mine, but I'm not allowed to share it.